Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, April 4. My name is Kat Ernst and for the next 30 minutes we're talking all things greyhound racing here on Sky Sports Radio. Of course, it is a massive week coming up here in New South Wales. We've got the final of the Group 1 Golden Easter Egg this Saturday night. And what a field we've assembled. There were plenty of upsets in the semifinals. Uh, some of the favourites bowed out, but a really good field with a, a nice diversity of trainers getting there. There's some battlers, there's some leading trainers and some really good dogs and it's sure to be a great addition in 2023. The fastest qualifier for the final is Simply Limelight. Let's listen to his race on Saturday night. And they're racing. Let me dad a touch slow to begin. Out fast. Mia, she's fast. Custard Manelli showing speed. And it's the Western Australian Custard Manelli going through to lead from Simply Limelight, who's railed hard to second. Third, Mia, she's fast. And there was Carnage. Let me dad check to the rear. Fourth, Panama Pepper from Spring Patriot. Can you smoke them? Then Cumbria Days. Let me dad at the rear. At the home corner, it's Custard Manelli. Two links in front. Simply Limelight's charging up on the fence. Simply Limelight over the top beat Custard Manelli. Eight lengths away, Mia, she's fast. Third, fourth, Panama Pepper from Spring Patriot. Can you smoke them, Cumbria days? Lend me that last. 29.44 the time. That was simply Limelight winning his semi-final of the Golden Easter Egg in 29.44. It was his 17th win at start 49. What a dog he's been for Peter Rogers and Patricia Breen. Uh, to chat more about the Easter Egg and what they've got going on at the track this night, uh, on Saturday night, we're joined by... The GBOTA CEO, Alan Hilsinger. Good morning to you, Al. Hey, Kat. Good morning to you and congratulations to you as well. Thank you. For those listeners unaware of what Alan's referring to, myself and my partner, <laughs> Joe, have qualified uh, outsider for the race, Belmont Bullet, but we're just absolutely thrilled to be there. But um, talk talk about the series as a whole, Al. Um, you must have been pretty happy with the 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 lot of dogs that rocked up for the heats, um, obviously in the semifinals, there were a few upsets, but it brings a new twist to the race, doesn't it? You don't see those um, top trainers, I suppose, that we always see in these big races. It's nice to see a bit of diversity. 100% is. And I think from day one, there's so much um, quality racing across Australia at the moment. And to still finish up with the level of dogs that we had come down for the Easter egg, it's just fantastic. And you summed it up at the start where you talked about this is, one of the most diverse finals we've seen as far as you, you do have some regular uh, Wentworth Park trainers here. You've got a couple of the higher level trainers. You've got some, what you terms as the battlers. And, um, and I mean, you've got Bobby Douglas is returning 21 years ago. He had Carlisle Jack. And um, I'm not sure if he's had a runner or a genuine contender in the Easter egg since. And he's back and he's got baby JC. So we are truly stoked with the results. And, it's one of those ones where you're always torn when you're watching the races. Do you want the favourites to win and have the superstars or do you want the battlers to win? And we did. We got a really beautiful mix of it and excited. Um, I genuinely think there's there's eight chances in this race and that first corner is going to tell a big story. The semi-finals on Saturday night, what was your highlight? Oh, look, it's funny because uh, same scenario, watching those two outsiders winning, and seeing the reactions of the people, that's that's it for me. It's about the people. And you know, being a, a person that owns Greyhounds myself and, and feeling that experience, just you could almost own it with them. And I know yourself, obviously, you're personally, just even watching yourself, irrelevant to the fact that I know you, if I didn't know you and seeing how you reacted, you could genuinely 
goosebump feel how much that meant to not just yourself but some of the other winners and to me that's always the highlight of, of something especially the easter egg and um yeah kind of goosebumps thinking about saturday night and that's going to be somebody again um winning it and, and feeling that way as well it's been a little bit bizarre for me of course being the lead producer for sky i've traveled all around australia uh, i guess sharing these moments with these top trainers i've stood behind the boxes for melbourne cups australian cups phoenixes Perth Cups, um, to be holding the collar and lead there on Saturday night and winning a semi-final, it yeah, sure. it was just something completely different. Um, I train, or well, I don't train, my partner trains the Greyhounds and, um, you know, we, we do it together, but it was definitely special. And to have a dog that we bred, I guess, um, it was, it was just added a new element to it. Um, and I think that could be for you too, moving forward, right? Like you, you're going to sense that emotion every time now. Like yeah, whether you're in it absolutely. or not, you're going to know what these guys are going through and, and that in itself is, I think, really special for you in the position that you're in as well. Well, I didn't know how this radio show was going to go today because everyone's been saying, what are you going to do? You're going to interview yourself and it's a little, <laughs> it's a little bit hard to do that. But I guess um, it's it's such a small industry and we are so insular that everyone supports everyone and I guess everyone knows what I do for work and knows that I have dogs on the side. So it's nice that people can get around you and support you. And I've, I've definitely felt a lot of love. Joe and I felt so much love from the industry these last few days. And it's funny, you hear people say all the time, and I always used to think that it was a little bit cliche when they said it, just making the final feels like we've won, but I get it now. I really get it. Very much. And that's our focus as well is this whole, this whole week and on that Saturday night, that's what we want. We want to make sure that the eight finalists, not just in the Easter egg, but the eight finalists in the Association Cup and the other group threes that are on that night, that um, you know, it, it may be your only final, it might be your first final, it might be the first of many, many to come, that um, no matter what it is, that it's a really special night and um, that you guys lap that up and enjoy it and um, make the most of it. Well, let's talk about the night. What have you guys got planned? Yeah, we've got a big night. Um, we're very, very fortunate that, um, as I've openly shared, we, um, after a period of time without having a, a full-time events manager, we were lucky enough to um, engage Bree Anderson, our new events manager, and she's been here since the start of the year, and she's gone all out with this. So we've got a few things. So we've got a $10,000 or potential $10,000 giveaway. So somebody here on the night is going to have one of the finalists by, by virtue, as in they will draw one of the finalists, um, and if that finalist wins, they're going to win $10,000. They're guaranteed um, money no matter which dog they draw, but they're going to have the chance to be cheering that dog on to um, to win the Easter egg for 10000 So that'll be happening. We've got, uh, of course, the stuff of the kids. We've got Easter Bunny. We've got a massive treasure hunt. Uh, we've got Jumpy Castles, Eastern Crafts. So it's not just about the adults. If you've got families, we want you out here. We want you enjoying it. For the adults, we've got a DJ with an outdoor bar, I uh, mentioned the giveaway. We've got Rupert McCall, and we just actually literally released onto our um, socials um, Rupert McCall's Ode to the Egg. So we released the short version of that video version, and that's going to be he's presenting a full version, which pays homage to the history of the egg and um, where we've kind of evolved and where um, greyhound racing as a sport has now evolved to. And uh, so we're really looking forward to that. And we've got the Wentworth Park markets uh, returning. So this is a different markets that. Um, pre-COVID had started to come here, literally just started. So we've got 15 food trucks of um, of food and desserts and those kind of things that are going to be here on the night as well. And are you urging people to buy tickets beforehand or can they just rock up at the gate on the night? 
Either or, however, what we've done is we want to encourage people to buy tickets um, in advance. Of course, kids, kids are free. Uh, if you go online and just follow the Wentworth Park um, Facebook um, page or go onto our website, uh, which is the gbota.com.au website, you can get a link straight there and it's 50% off if you buy before the night. So if you buy online uh, before the night, they're half price tickets. So it's $20 for entry. For $10 if you actually purchase online. So yeah, definitely go online and you actually receive extra entries into the $10,000 giveaway if you purchase online as well. Well, it's going to be a massive night, Al. What are you looking forward to the most? Again, it's, it's just watching the winners. Like, you know what, I love the racing and, and you know I'm, I'm the most avid Greyhound racing fan or one of the most avid ra- Greyhound racing fans. But to me, every time a dog passes the winning post in these big races, the first thing I'm looking at is who's in the crowd that's part of that dog, the trainers, how they celebrate. Every time we have these races on, I just, that emotion to me is infectious and I absolutely love it and lap it up. So I'm really looking forward to just knowing that there's going to be some people that um, have their lives literally changed on Saturday night. Well, it's going to be a big one and no doubt a lot of hard work going in by yourself and the team. So best of luck with it, Alan. Hopefully it's a, it's a night to remember for, for everyone. Thanks, Kat. Really appreciate it. Best of luck to you. Really enjoy the week. Lap it up. Thank you. Definitely will. That was Alan Hilsinger, the CEO of the New South Wales GBOTA. A quick break and then we'll be back with Mark Davidson. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. And they're racing now. She's a pearl, missed it. Windra all class out fast. Will lead early from Baby JC. In third placing is Ritzer Donna. And fourth out wider is Embrace. They're followed by Hurricanes Fury. Ritzer, uh, she's a pearl well back from Yachi Bale. And last battle born down the back straight. And Baby JC got up underneath of Windra all class and went to the lead. They're followed then by Ritzer Donna. Next, she's a pearl around the turn. It's Baby JC out by two links going well. And Baby JC has been beaten Ritzadonna and Windra all class. Fourth Yachi Bale getting home from Hurricanes Fury. She's a pearl. She just missed the start tonight. Then Battleborn and Embrace. The time 29.59. That was Baby JC winning her semi-final of the Golden Easter Egg in 29.59. Running second to her was Ritzadonna. And we're joined by her trainer, Mark Davidson, the Brandy Hill Butler, as they call him. Good morning to you, Mark. Uh, morning, Kat. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, much like myself, you must just be absolutely pinching yourself that you've got a dog in the biggest race of the year. Oh, I certainly am, Kat. It's, it's, as Alan said, you get goosebumps you know, thinking about making these races and, and, and getting into them. So, yeah, it's it's been great. You know, I've had plenty of support as yourself as, as well. And, um, yeah, it's just a special, special time. Talk us through the race from your perspective because I was – fortunate enough to be behind the boxes with Mel, your beautiful wife, on Saturday night. I had a dog in the race, Hurricanes Fury, and when I could see he was out of play, I looked to see where Donna was, and she was running third, and so I just started hugging Mel, saying, come on, girl, come on. And when she when she runs second, I was walking back with, with Mel, and I said to her, can you believe we've both got a runner in the egg? And she looked at me and said, what are you talking about? I said, first and second go through, and she said, no, it was only the winners, there's eight. I said, no, Mel, you've made the egg. And then she started crying. It was absolutely, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, from where you were sitting at home, what was going through your mind? Yeah, we, well, I was down at the gardens with Ronnie and uh, we'll just sit at the table and I was just watching and just hoping, you know, that we'd get a chance. And when she got into the first turn, she's a pretty smart race pitch, like race sense wise. And she got straight into the, onto the fence and railed up underneath um, baby JC there and, 
going down the back, I thought, oh, geez, we're going to run third. This has you know, been a big effort. Um, and, yeah, and she got underneath um, Windrawal class of Daniels there. And I thought, geez, just hang on. And we were just riding her home, just, just saying, hang on, hang on, just to get into the final. And, um, and yeah, it come true. And me and Ronnie just gave each other a nudge and shook hands and, just thought, wow, we've got a runner in the egg. Um, egg final, it's just, yeah, it's that's unbelievable. Looking at her form, she hasn't won in a little while, but her recent start, she really looks like she's picking back up and, and having a real hot go at it. Yeah, she's she's taken a while to come back after a season and um, and there's sort of no easy races for her. She's free-for-all everywhere she goes. Um, and it's just been, yeah, the last probably three weeks, she runs some fantastic early sections in the 600 at the gardens there and we thought then well i think we nearly got it back to where she was and um yeah the heat was a good run to finish third and she's hung on there for second and she so she's working right back up to where she was um you know she is getting a bit bit on in age now she's over three so it's, it's been a real good 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 for her to to get back to somewhere close you know it's, a, it's just a bit of a reward Mark and Frank and Daniel have trusted me to take her on. And um, now that we've taken her on, to get her back to near where she was, I'm pretty happy. She's $51 to win the final box six, which probably you would have been disappointed with at first. But I looked at her record. She's actually got a really good record wearing the green vest. Um, what chance do you give her in the final? Yeah, look, I think like most of us, I think we're looking, everyone's looking at the one, two and the three. Um, you know, they they they're good dogs and they're in form. They're drawn well. Um, but you, you're going into that first turn and, you know, if you look at it, there's probably only a tenth between six or seven of the runners going into that first turn. So it's you're going to need a lot of luck and she'll need a lot of luck from out there. And she's probably not quite as strong as what she was, but she's, she's finding it early. So I expect her to be there somewhere. But as you know, it's pretty tough going into that first turn when they're all very equal in the first section uh, and you're trapped wide. So, yeah, look, with just fingers crossed, she gets around safe and, and just runs the race of her life. Well, she was $71 in the semifinals. My bloke was $51. And it's a good thing. I don't think anyone told them what price they were because um, they, they, they came out and performed admirably. So, um, yeah, that's I, right. I guess it just goes to show you can never know. That's the beautiful thing about the sport. You just never know what they're going to do when you put them in the boxes. Exactly. They 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 can't read the form. They're smart dogs, so they they haven't been able to teach themselves to read. So they don't know who they're in. They're just racing because they love it uh, and and trying to do the best. And if they're competitors, they'll always be in there with a chance. And Look, we've, we were one in 32 last week, the Bofus, and now we're one in eight. So, um, you know, everyone's got a chance. But re- realistically, yeah, you, you'd, you'd want to draw the inside. Um, but anything can happen in these races. Well, they say dare to dream. What are you daring about? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I, I try not to get too carried away with that sort of stuff. Look, I'd love to win it. I've got goosebumps talking about it now. It's... Um, it's just it's just one of those races, you know. I've, my first race I went down to was an Easter egg. I think Tarawai Test was in it for Lorraine Atchison, and and I'd seen all their family was there, and um, it was just a great night out. And to think now, it's probably close to twenty years on, I've made the final. Um, yeah, it's just it's just yeah, I can't believe it to be honest. <laughs> Well, Mark, I heard that Mel's got the sack from handling on Saturday night, so we'll be standing <laughs> beside each other when we put them in the boxes. Um, he's hoping we were on the Quinella, eh? 
Yeah, for sure. Look, uh, yeah, it's I just hope they all get around safe and, and good luck to anyone who wins it. And um, we'll be about to cheer each other on. Beautiful. That was Mark Davidson, who has Ritz Adonna in the Group 1 Golden Easter Egg Final. A quick break and then talking to Jared Duffy. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. We're now joined by Jared Duffy to go through some of the markets for a big week of greyhound racing ahead. Good morning to you, Daff. Good morning, Kat. Let's start with the Golden Easter Egg. Um, uh, well, it's probably not a vintage edition of the egg, it's fair to say. Plenty of the heavy hitters got knocked out in the semifinals, but as we touched on with Al Hilsinger, it adds a new dimension having um, some battlers in the race. It certainly does, and you're quite right about that. I mean, we've had the market up for a couple of months. Obviously, some of those dogs didn't even make their way into the heats a couple of weeks ago, but I think it'd be fair to say it's not the, the best egg field we've ever seen, but... Uh, you're quite right about that. Somebody gets a ter- uh, terrific opportunity, and the box draw has certainly made it a little bit more open in my uh, in my eyes. Anyway, I might whip, whip down the, the draw and the markets. It's been very little movement here. Baby JC, the Victorian, off the red at two dollars ninety. Custard Manali box two at three fifty. Simply line light in the three at three fifty. It's out from three twenty. Reflections box four at ten. Alier box five at twenty one. Ritzadonna. Box six at fifty-one. Belmont Bullet, uh, box seven at fifty-one, and the little mover in the market has been the other Victorian number eight, Elite Alex. Probably drawn the wrong side of the track, uh, but he's been ten dollars into eight dollars. So, Baby JC the favourite uh, because it's got the red box. I guess whatever drew the red was probably always going to be in, uh, well, favourite or close to it. Yeah, looking at the race, I am actually really keen on Reflections. I think she's beautifully drawn on the outside of Simply Limelight. Um, have you had a chance to look at it? What do you make of the race? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> Looking through the, the sections from last week, I mean, there's only half a length separating uh, the four heat winners at, at the first at the judge the first time. If they all arrive there in a line, well, who knows what will happen. And, you know, the race might well be set up for something that's sitting behind them, and it might be even, well, Reflections, but even Ritzadonna, perhaps elude Alex if, uh, if he can get round them. But... Uh, Baby JC, early in her career, she was a brilliant beginner, but as she's sort of progressed through the grades and had a little bit more racing, she's just lost a little bit of that zip. Uh, we saw her the other night, second early, and uh, and then got home. Obviously, the kennel uh, know what's required to win uh, an Easter egg with um, Bob Douglas training Carl, Carlisle Jack. I think it was 30-odd years ago uh, that he led all the way. He was a terrific oh, dog. O two 2 was it? Mm-hmm. O two, twenty 20 years ago. But even El Yer, now... Allier, when it won the other night, it, it looked really good. It looked terrific on the clock. I went back and had a look through its form, and I thought, well, it's improved its own weight. How? And I couldn't really find any reason why, but it's just one of those ones that's running into form at the right time. Now, 5.43 early and uh, and an overall 29.59, which wasn't that far outside of what Simply Limelight uh, ran in winning when he came from behind. So I think you could put up a case for five or six here, but it all depends what happens when they arrive at that first turn and who comes out of it unscathed? Now, the Association Cup, Corborn Magic, has gone up the favourite at $2.10. I think that's a wide open market, probably more so than what the market suggests. Even, you know, a dog like Zipping Orlando, um, he's at $12. But I think, yeah, I think there's probably seven, six or seven genuine winning chances there. No, we disagree there. I, I really? thought he was back to his best the other night, Corborn Magic. I, I know some are saying it's an ordinary draw, particularly with Silver Luck outside him who, who cuts to the fence. But 
He was back in form. He ran the time. That market down the page. Ritzer Piper at 480. Zipping Whiskey 650. Bandit Jane 440. You'd think she might be the leader. Uh, Riptide Rustley at 31. Corder 15. Zipping Orlando 12. Corborn Magic at 210. Silver Luck 51. I guess bookies will take a risk with Corborn Magic just the way that he races. And of course, his form prior to that heat win the other night uh, had been a little bit doubtful. Um, but there's, there's some talent in the field, but I think if he can get a clear run, he should be too good. In the new sensation, Palawa Kings open the favourite. Um, he's got the advantage of box one. Does that surprise you? I mean, he, he had every chance to get past Tommy Cade the other night and couldn't do so. I know they ran fast time, but uh, Tommy's just hitting his straps at the right time. Yeah, what a great race it was. Uh, so that, that market down the page, Palawa King the favourite, 280. Go Bears, 8. Got the feature, 10. Tommy... Tommy Cade at 350, Rockstar Heaney at 12, Gozo King 460, Cartel Model 21, and Tarawa Rocky, the pink dog there, at $10. He's a really good dog, Palawa King. Um, you just got to wonder where he'll end up. He, he actually ended up in a good spot round the first turn the other night, and I thought he'd run Tommy Cade down, but when the time went up, I think it was 29.55, you can understand why he couldn't get there. It's a big advantage. Uh, the other thing, too, against Tommy Cade is he's got Rockstar Heaney and Gozo King, uh, which both showed pace drawn outside him. So I guess justifiably because of what we've seen from him so far, and he does have the advantage of the red box there, $2.80, I certainly wouldn't rush in uh, rush in and take it. Maybe Rockstar Heaney might be some value there at $12. But again, I think that race will be decided by the time they get round the first turn. Now, the Magic Maiden, One Hot Bandit, is the $2 favourite. Um he was very impressive there in his heat last week, but I think it'd be fair to say this is a pretty deep little race and box eight, he's going to have to absolutely nail it from out there. Well, the whole world were tipping one hot, one hot bandit last week. Uh, he was backed off the map, I think 240 or 250 into $1.25 when he jumped. And I hadn't seen the dog before. I'd heard a little bit about it, but it looked to me like um, he'd be, be definitely better suited near the fence. So... I guess the the issue here is will he get across? Now he's already been two ten to two dollars from the pink box. Uh, the the fin dog zipping Rousey, it was hard to miss it. Uh, two dollars sixty. It's got box three. Others in the market there zipping Remus the kennel mate. Uh, it's at eight dollars and we get out pretty quickly to the red zipping Elky at fourteen dollars. So on paper it probably looks a race in two, but I think the box draw has made it really fascinating. I think if he gets across one, I'll bandit, you'll probably win, but that's the big if, isn't it? The Ultra Sense final, the listed race of the night, named after the first winner of the Golden Easter Egg. We've got two favourites, uh, the one and the two. We have, and I think this is a pretty deep race. Uh, Oro Rojo's got the red along with Cumbria Kid Box 2, both at $3. Others in the market, Eula Bale, the Victorian, he's got plenty of talent, $4.40. And did you catch sipping Sabrina? Um... $5.50, box six, horror draw, and probably going to be uh, back at the tail of the field early. But uh, look out for, for it when it goes over a, a little bit further. But those top two did sort of put the time on the clock, as did Eula Bale. But, again, it's got a, a pretty tricky draw there. I think there's quite a few chances there. It just depends, again, what uh, what heads them around the first turn. It's going to be a cracking night there at Wentworth Park on Saturday night, Daff. What are you looking forward to the most? Golden Easter egg. Well, Melissa, I tell you what, and I know you're a mate of ours, and uh, and we've spoken about it since. But I put a copy of uh, the post-race interview that Mark Duclos did with you up <laughs> on my Facebook and Twitter page. I have never had um, 
the amount of comments from people who don't follow greyhounds about what that exactly meant to somebody to win a race like that, even though it was only a semi, not the final. And as I said to a couple of them, imagine what happens if the dog wins the final. But uh, I guess that's what uh, what it's all about, dreams, isn't it? I've been fortunate enough down through the years to have some dogs that I have was in the ownership of, never trained them, uh, that, that made it to big races. And it's just an absolute thrill to be there. So I get where you were coming from, but, gee, it was good vision. That's <laughs> Absolutely embarrassing looking back on it, but Alan Hilsinger. Uh, don't be embarrassed. <laughs> Alan don't Hilsinger be. told me yesterday that um, they might have to have the vet on standby with a tranquilizer if he happens to hit the <laughs> or, front at any point. Or paramedics. <laughs> yeah. Either or, anything will do. Um, Daff, we're talking about my boy Belmont Bullet, of course, in the uh, Golden Easter Egg final this Saturday. Mm. Uh, just going to indulge myself for a little moment and let's listen to his replay from Saturday. They're racing. Beginning fast. Belmont put it from box three. Yuko Girl out quickly. And Reflections is showing speed. And there is a big line into the first turn, but it's going to be Belmont Bullet who keeps them at bay. Kahing Bale rail to second. Third, Yuko Girl. Fourth, Reflections. They're followed by Peacock, Landon Bale. Well back zipping Kyrgios. And where's Bonbon to the home turn? And it is Belmont Bullet who's kicked strongly two lengths in front from Reflections and Kahing Bale. And this is a mighty boil over. Belmont Bullet has won into the Easter Egg final and beaten Reflections and Kahing Bale. They're followed in by back behind them we have... Ah, Daffy. It makes me want to cry just listening to it, reliving it. He um he certainly did us proud. Myself, um, my partner Joe McFadden. I'll tell you a funny story about it. Yeah. I, I watched that race with my wife, Linda, who you met a few weeks ago. And anyway, I said to her when they were going in the boxes, I said, Kat's got a dog in this race. And she said, what is it? And I said, the three, Belmont Bullet. And, and uh, that was all she said. So they go around the first turn and it's in front. And she said, it's in front. I said, yeah, I can see. And down the back, she said... This is going all right. And I said, Linda, it's 100 to 1. It's got no hope. It was going around at Taree this week in the heat of the cup there. And on the home turn, she said, this is going to win. Well, did I cop some abuse when it went over the line? Because she's only got to have that little connection to, to either pass somebody in an airport or whatever to be able to back their dog. And I haven't stopped hearing about it ever since. How much I've cost her. She should have been on 100 to 1 pop. But she'll be on it this week. Well, it was a... Dream come true for Joe and I. Joe, my partner, trains. Uh, we call him. Does he Zach. exist? Well, that's the thing. We call him the ghost trainer because no one ever sees him at the track. No, um, I, I thought he was a figment of your imagination. Nobody's ever seen him or heard from the guy. Well, he's been begging me since I took over this show, Going Greyhounds, to come on the radio. And because I want to be an unbiased journalist, I've never <laughs> wanted to indulge him by having him on. But it's gotten the better of me this week. I thought you know what, we may never make a golden Easter egg final again. So if we're getting a little bit caught up in ourselves with our 50 to 1 chance, we may as well do it. Um, and Joe doesn't know it. We've, we've called him randomly. He doesn't know that we're going to get him on the air now. But I'm going to hand it over to you, Duff, because I think it's a little bit funny for me to interview him. But I'm going to stay here because Joe will say something that I have to correct him on and I want to be able have, to jump Have you in. got the dump button ready? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are over you there, to, Joe? Over to you. Well, this is a surprise. So you do actually exist? I do. The ghost of Dungog, they call me. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> well, we, we might start off with that the other night because I understand you were working on Saturday night and and Cat's uh, worn that path down to uh, to Wentworth Park. Nearly, well, he's nearly worn it out. Uh, I think she travelled down there four times last week. So just give us a bit of an idea about where you're situated 
um, as far as a map is concerned, and and what you were doing when that race was on Saturday night. Uh, so we're located at Dungog, which is about 45 minutes um, from Maitland. Um, right. We're here on six acres. Um, I work for a, a, I'm a trader with a corporate bookmaker, um, and I, I was working just a just a normal shift, and um, right. my dad um, comes comes down and gives us a hand, and um, and Cat's dad gives us a hand, and um, and he was here, and we were just. I was working, trading races, and yeah, we we just watched the race, and I, I, you know, was super nervous and said, "Oh, he's begun." Did you and, honestly think he had any chance at all? Um, not really, yeah. not really. Um, he's much better suited at the gardens. He runs he runs better races there, and mm-hmm. we we don't know why. Um. And I just said to Cat before she left, I said, just all we can do is pray that he brings some of his gardens form to one end to see what happens. And yeah, lo and behold. He did. Yeah. And the, 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 I, I just said, go up the back straight, go, go. And they, the goes just got louder and louder and louder. And, and the last two, three days have just been like a, like a dream. It's just like, I've wanted to win the uh, the egg is the one race that I've always wanted to win uh, and even be in and it's just this is not how I imagined it happening. No. Um, just just to be there, this is not it's not really how it's just not how I imagined it. He began a lot better the other night than he than he has in previous runs at Wenny Park. Uh, we've seen him begin at the Gardens. What changed last week, and and what's the plan this week? Um, I think being on the front line um, helps him because he's he he's a he's a bit of an internaliser, um, and and he and he shakes and shivers and um, and if he if he's standing still for too long, um, it just gets the better of him. So the the less time he has to think about it, the better off he is. So right. Would we have loved to have drawn one or three? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the fact that he's on the front line probably, you know, it, it gives him some chance. Mm. Um, look, you know, we're eighty to one or hundred to one or whatever we are, and um, we're we're realistic about that. And the fact that he's just there, it's he's he exceeded his the expectations by making the semis, and this is just something else. Well, it is and I mean, it's been a fabulous story and as I know I've said, or we've all said you know, Kat's a, a buddy of ours, as are you and and maybe we're overdoing it a bit, but you know what, I don't think we are because it's just a fabulous story. I guess the big question before we let you go and get back to work looking after the kennels would you uh, be invited <laughs> oh, in the limousine on the way down Saturday night? Can I, can I just say, you don't see me at the races, but I'm definitely at the trials I'm there yeah. doing the hard yards all the time, Daff. Yeah, well, all well the, the, time. The, the kennel hand um, <laughs> seems to uh, to swim in all of the limelight. But have you got an invite oh. Saturday night? Um, I think I'm pretty sure. He's got to find if, his if own way right, there. If, it, if it's all right with the boss, <laughs> then I'll probably be there. He's got to drive himself down. I've already <laughs> told him. Dad comes down in the van with me every week. He's more than welcome to come, but find your own way. 
It's three and a half hours, Cat. That's a bit harsh. Look, Joe, uh, it's it's a great story. I know you guys uh, love your dogs. Um, you don't have a very big kennel, but you've had a million winners so far this year. One of the probably one of the highest win rates around the country, I would say. You're a long, long way away from Wentworth Park, but I'm quite sure. Uh, that if uh, if he performs well, and fingers crossed he does, Belmont Bullet, that'll ease the trip on the way home Saturday night. So all the very, very best uh, to yourself and, of course, Kat and the entire kennel. Thanks, Daph. And I'd just like to... Everyone that sent messages and, and stuff like that, I just I want everyone to know that uh, we thank you from the bottom of our heart. And this is it's this has just been an amazing ride. And um, hopefully it continues on Saturday night and win, lose or draw... Yeah, this this will I'll remember this until forever. Fantastic, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Dave. You did all right, Dave. He's, he's not such a bad bloke. I think he's a good catch. No, well, hopefully if he's on the line, he he can still hear me and he gets the clothes off the line before I get home. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. But no, no, thanks, Dave. Thanks for that. It's um yeah, it's a big thrill for us to be in the final and. Thanks for coming on and talking through the markets. And, um, yeah, hopefully um, hopefully our boy does us proud on Saturday night. I've never hoped for something to win <laughs> as much as I do Saturday night. It's not the stake money, the trophy or anything like that. That's all fabulous. I just want to see the post race. <laughs> oh, Good <God>. luck. <laughs> oh, thanks, Duff. Thank you so <laughs> see you, much. Kat. That was Jared Daffy there from Tab to go through some of the markets. And that wraps us up for Going Greyhounds. We went a little bit long. Sorry, Dave, but over to you.